Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Joff Lacey. And I'm Claire Venice. We're celebrating the Earth. In the village of Bereton in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Joff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. We're back from our short break and this week we've come to Bee Earth Day in Bereton as the village celebrates Earth Day their way. We speak to Doug Jones from Bereton's Parish Council about what the village is doing for Earth Day and some of the storeholders too. And Susie hears a cuckoo for the first time this year on her wild walk. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hi, Joff. Good, thank you. How Welcome are you? back after your uh, our two weeks off. How are, how was it? Very nice, thank you. Enjoyed Good. a bit of a break. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Did you? I'm more tired now than I was about two weeks ago. You're two weeks older, Joff. Maybe that's what it is. Rude. <laughs> Coming up to a birthday soon. Coming up to a birthday very, very soon. Yeah. In fact, three days from today. We're recording this Saturday the 22nd. Mm, so by the time this goes out, it might be your birthday. It will be and it might have gone. Yeah. Depends when people have downloaded. Of course. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, how maths works. Yeah, well done. <laughs> so, what have you got up to? Well, I went on a barge. All right. I enjoyed uh, just a day, just a day on a barge. I've never been on a barge before. Haven't it was you? something I wanted to do. No, I haven't. How was it? Yeah. It was fun, but we hired a day barge, which is different to a barge if you're sleeping on it. There were no sleeping quarters in it. Right. So, um, it was the Friday... At the end of the Easter holidays, a bit of a drizzly day. Um, there was a bit of an, a bit of an area inside where you could sit, tiny little kitchen area. Um, but actually, by by sort of lunchtime, the rain had passed, and nice. it was good fun. It was good fun. And uh, and you've been in Liverpool. Yes. You take your passport. A, took my passport. Got. <laughs> yeah, I went north of uh, Liss for the first time in a while. Uh, <laughs> I went to Liverpool for my cousin's stag weekend. Lots went on. Yeah. Not a lot I can talk about. <laughs> Quite a harsh thing to do at uh, <laughs> our ages, maybe. Well, yes, because someone else is getting older as well. But yeah. we'll come on to that another we'll time that later on. <laughs> so yeah, but it was it was great. We went to the Grand National. Um, not times. the most not the most successful of uh, visits, betting wise. Never is. No. And you don't? Do you really go for that? You oh, were hoping, we know. Well, we 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 there was there was a horse running that is uh, the same name as the. Uh, my cousin's fiance. So, team bet. Tenors in. If it won, it would have paid for the weekend and more. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> How did it do? It's still going, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. And that's why it, could, it would have paid off, um, it paid for the weekend. But there we go. It was, it was good fun. But, yeah, caught the trains. Yeah, not the... Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's so funny, a, no, not so good. Um, but good yeah, to be back in the Petersfield then. Good back, yeah. <laughs> I relaxed as soon as we hit um, Liphook Station. <laughs> I thought, oh, <laughs> I'm home, I'm at a GU postcode, and felt a lot, of be- lot better straight away. Well, we're going up to London in about 10 days' time. We are. Uh, Shine Radio group trip out. Yeah, a day out. To the Arias, uh, which is the Oscars, Oscars. of the Radio yeah. Awards. Um, are you, are you getting glammed up? A little bit, yeah. Are you? Why not? It doesn't happen every day, Joff, no, does it? You, it. you not then? I don't know. Oh, I think it's an excuse too. So I yeah, but I, having looked at the photos of me dressed up at the um, 
Stag do. I need something a bit more thinning than what I wore. Oh, just enjoy yourself. You know? Enjoy um, but yourself. There, was, there, is a, there is a video doing the rounds of me doing a little solo dance. Well, I heard about this video. I have yet to see it. <laughs> you, don't see, you don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're stood in the sun here uh, in the top of Berriton Wreck. It's a really pleasant afternoon. It is. Isn't it? it is lovely. We're overseeing so much. We're by the Kiwi Country Park to our right. The kids are playing in the in the playground. Mm. We've got the, the Bug Hotel, and the train's going past. Yes, that's always a bit of fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, it's a lovely afternoon. It's great to come here, and uh, a nice one to do as we start our Peapod journey again, George. Well, yes, we can't wait to come back out into the Petersphere. So, if you'd like to to host us, uh, if you've got an event coming up and you'd like a little bit of promotion uh, during the day and after, get in touch. We'll love to come along and spend some time with you. How can they get in touch with us, John? Well, <laughs> if you'd like to get hold of us or would just like to say hi, please do call us or WhatsApp us on 01730 500 or send an email to team at shineradio.uk. Well done, well Thank done. Thank you all. <laughs> Coming up, Susie encounters swamp and gorse and a cuckoo. But first, let's find out more about Bee Earth Day. The P stands for Petersfield. It's like the best town ever. <laughs> the Peapod. Bee Earth Day is an annual event in Berriton's calendar as the village celebrates, in their own way, Earth Day. Full of activities and events for the whole family with a nature and wildlife theme, here to tell us more is Doug Jones, Chair of Berriton's Parish Council. Hello Doug, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How's it going? It's going really, really well. We've been expecting rain today, but the sun has shone on Berriton. It's a bit windy, I think everyone's going to hear the wind in the background, but that's not putting us off. So what have you had on here today? Well, it's, we've had two strands to, to today's activities, loads about nature and loads about looking after the climate as well. Both things really important. It's as much about help for humans as it is help for nature. So there's things people can do in their own homes and in their gardens and in the wider community. And how long has this Be Earth Day been going? Well, Be Earth Day is an international thing. Right. Uh, well, Earth Day is an international thing. We've just piggybacked it this year. This is the first time we've done it. Uh, we hope to make it an annual event. And what was the inspiration behind it? Well, last year, last couple of years, we've done things at our annual village show to get people more interested in nature. And we've just been overwhelmed with the interest we were getting. So we thought, let's detach it. Let's do something special just on these themes. Doug, when we last spoke to you, which I believe was in springtime last year when we came to do a Burton Village Peapod, um, you were talking about uh, how sort of how enthusiastic the villagers are, some of the villagers are in the village, um, about being eco-friendly and um, more aware about what the climate is doing and things like that. It's quite a progressive village, isn't it? Well, we like to think so. There's always more you can do. We don't claim to be the best at anything, but we've got a number of households who've gone in for solar energy, air source heat pumps, ground source heat pumps, improving their insulation. We've got a thermal imaging camera that we bought a couple of years ago so we can do free surveys for anybody to find out where their houses are leaking energy and leaking money. So that gives them an interest in looking after the climate. And then a load of the other things are people doing things for nature, which again brings them pleasure to see different bugs and birds and beetles and butterflies in their gardens. But it's doing good things for all the farmers' fields around here, for local honey producers. It's win, 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 really. 
Now, there's quite a crowd behind us because we've just witnessed the reveal of a beautiful bug hotel. How... Um, so how did this come about? Who, who made the Bug Hotel? Well, two of, our, two of our stalwart chaps, actually, Ken Cox and Dave Grant, have been the masterminds behind this. Um, I don't think they'd worked together on a project like this before, but you could tell the potential was there. And they built the most magnificent thing, um, which looks great to us humans, but I reckon the bugs will like it even better. <laughs> I'm going to show my ignorance. How would you know what bugs are in there? Well... That's a challenge for us in the future. We've, we've also just got ourselves a, a moth trap for the community, which we'll be lending out to people to catch moths. And there's the other challenge. There's thousands of different moths around. Um, but one of the things we want to do is start learning what they are and passing on those records to the experts over in Winchester so, so that they know what there is and what there isn't, so that we can keep an eye on declining species and healthy species. And were all the materials sourced locally? For this one, yeah, absolutely, the yeah, they're, they're recycled, you know, some builders' pallets. I couldn't guarantee where the wood was from originally, <laughs> but it's not going to waste over the next few years here. Similarly, the few tiles that are on there have come from local houses, so yeah, yeah. And what else is going on in Bereton in 2023? Well, we've got a series of events on these themes over the next few months, Um We've got, obviously, next month we're trying to devote as much as we can to No Mow May and encouraging as many gardens to let their lawns grow a bit wilder than they perhaps normally would. Might look untidy to some of us humans, but it's great for the bugs and the beetles. Um, in June, we've got a lovely little nature reserve up on the top of the downs here, Coulter's Dean Nature Reserve. Uh, one of the first SSSIs in the whole country going back many years. And there'll be a special guided tour looking at scores of different orchids up there, round-headed rampions, different wildflowers. Uh, in July, we've got an evening's walk uh, we've recently had a load of swift boxes installed around the village, about 20, 30 on different houses. We've got a walk one evening in July, looking at those and finishing in one of our pubs, which we're calling a swift pint. Um, so that's already going down well with villagers. Um, we've got a bat walk later in the year as well. We've got our own bat detectors, so we'll be going into the woods. There's something happening every month, every few weeks, all the way through to Christmas. Wow, that's incredible, Doug. And that was a challenge this year that you set yourself for the village. It was, it was. Yeah. We think if we... If there's always something happening to do, either with the climate or with nature, more and more people will gradually take an interest. Even if it's just part of it, uh, there'll be something for everybody. Brilliant. Well, thank you for telling us more about it. It's great to see you again, Doug. Thank you very much. Great. No problem. Thank you. Susie and Rain go for their wild walk this week in Langley and hear the first cuckoo of the year. Cuckoo. Well, it's very distant, but I hope you can hear that because that, dear listener, is the first cuckoo of spring. Certainly that I've heard. Rain and I have tramped through the Great Grimpen Mire um, at Langley. I was hoping it would have dried a bit because Durford had yesterday, but no, it's still very swampy, but luckily I was in my willies. Oh, distant voices now. But I think because the shooting has stopped at Longmore, I mean, the cuckoo may well have been there, but um, you couldn't actually hear it. Now it has ceased. So if anyone likes that as a favourite walk, I think it's safe to do it. Um, but Rain and I are just through wonderful, vibrant, 
almost eye stingingly acid yellow gorse. Yeah, so swamp gorse, bird song, as I ho- hope oh, you must be able to hear that, even if not the cuckoo. And it's just splendid. Anyway, on we go. And now, of course, I'm wondering why, why are cuckoos so attractive when we know what they actually do, which is, you know, allow other birds to flog themselves to death getting worms to feed their horror. And it might even... Man, it might even kill the other fledglings. I can't remember the full extent of it now. Good girl, over this way. Good monkey. Morning. Always meet and greet. I think she'll know. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to be a bit tartar. It's that thing about Labradors. Why can't people think it might just be a nice thing in themselves? Anyway, there we are, wondering about cookies, finding a hiker who was, I don't know, rather typical. Anyway, on we go, more later. Oh, I've paused because that sound to me is completely summer. Possibly going to Goodwood. I really feel, I feel I can smell summer in the air, which is probably gorse if I stop to analyse it, but I don't care. And the grass here at Langley is studded with tiny pink flowers. I'm not certain what they are. They're not campion. They're really tiny. They're just like, you know, just like little stars in the sky. They're just all over the heath. What do we make of it, Baba? Good girl. Oh, it's gone. I just looked down to set record. I was convinced there was... Oh, I don't know. Oh. Oh, there were two of them. So, I was listening to an even louder cuckoo call and we looked up. I was just trying to get a little bit closer to the telegraph wire here. Um, And there was a fairly nondescript... Well, it looked black against the sky, but I think it was a sort of a a drab, brownie-coloured bird. Um, So there was definitely a cuckoo and then the answering cuckoo. And then the two of them are sort of... Um, well, one's shuffling up to the other on a telegraph wire. So whatever they are, I think spring has sprung for that particular little brown bird, um, whether or not it's a cuckoo. So there we are. That was, you know, as exciting as my life gets at the moment. I should probably get out more. And I'm not a bird watcher, so as usual, you're not... Well, there's a robin, so that isn't what I'm talking about. So I'm very confident that a robin... Who's looking at us unafraid? Even you, you horror. <laughs> Such a good girl. I thought, I heard on the radio this morning that um, it's much better to talk to a dog in a soft voice um, than in this barking command thing, which is 
I'm absolutely certain to a degree is right. But I do think dogs need direction. I mean, I've heard people, you probably have as well, ineffectually, is the dog does everything, you know, scampering, chasing, frightening. I don't mean actually nasty, I mean just in a friendly fashion, but out of control. Um, and its mistress usually is going, uh, Bertie, come back, Bertie, particularly Bertie, over and over and over. And I think it's much better though she's just come. You're not called Bertie, are you? You have just disproved my theory. You're an idiot. You're an idiot dog. Yes, you. Um, but yes, they know when they're loved, obviously. But I do think her sort of rain here is a lot clearer for everybody, isn't it? And she behaved to that as well. Do you know you've got brambles all over your face? And I've got them all over my legs. And you're a silly sausage. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to leave you now. Enough, enough of a ramble, even for a wild walk. Good girl. Have a good week. The P stands for Petersfield. I think it's an amazing place to live. The Peapod. We've now moved swiftly on like that, Claire? Yeah. To the Hampshire Swift stall, and we're here with Catherine. Hello, Catherine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, tell us a little bit about Hampshire Swifts. Hampshire Swifts was founded in 2016. We're a charity, particularly to address the decline of Swifts in Hampshire, to try and address the problem of why they've declined so much, because they've declined massively since 1994. They've declined by 70% in the southeast of the UK, which is absolutely disastrous. And so we work to try and address that by putting up lots of nest boxes and advising people how to help swifts. That's a shocking number. It is. Why have they declined so much? Because they rely on holes in buildings to nest high up under the eaves. And modern buildings, all buildings really built in the last 25, 30 years, are built in such a way that they're designed to heat, keep heat in, make them much more airtight. And they don't have the cavities that swifts need to nest in. And the other big problem is that older houses have their soffits and fascias replaced with plastic, often when they get wooden ones get rotten. And that's often where swifts are nesting, in those holes under the soffits. And so once they've got plastic soffits and fascias, because plastic never shrinks and never has holes in, so they've got no holes to nest in. So it's a disaster for them, really. So we try and advise people to preserve existing nest sites wherever they are and we go around looking for nest sites and then we do a big push to help get people to put boxes up. So we put boxes up all around the county. We put up over 2,000 boxes now, mostly on houses, but we also put boxes up in church towers because that's a very popular place for swifts to nest. For you, why personally did you get involved with Swifts? I think they're the most fascinating world. The app, they make me feel really exhilarated when you hear them. They, they scream down the streets. They fly incredibly fast, incredibly aerobatically. They're just wonderful to watch. They're sort of epitome of summer to me, I, I think. And the thought that they might die out in this country unless we help them is, is just terrible. So we, we have to help them. Now, to put a swift box 
on your house. Mm. Are they intrusive at all? Where, whereabouts do they need to go? They need to go high up under the eaves and they need a, a, quite a big drop below them, a clear drop, because when they come out of the box, they fall quite a long way before they zoom upwards. Okay has an open aspect because swifts, unlike nearly all other birds, can't perch. So they, they have to have a really clear flight path in front of the box. It's really interesting. I didn't know that. So have you put many swift boxes in around the Petersfield area? Do you know? We have. We're doing, we've done a big push this week, put up lots of boxes in Burriton. 19 boxes went up yesterday and we're doing, I think, about 30 boxes in Petersfield next week. So, yes. It's fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. So- Swifts, are they they're migratory birds? They're migratory and they're here for only three months of the year, which is the shortest period of any of our migrant birds. So they arrive back here usually the very end of April, beginning of May, and by the beginning of August they're all going back to Africa. OK, so now is the time to put up boxes. Now is the time okay. to put up boxes, yes. OK, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. Thank you very much for telling Thank us you. more about Hampshire Swifts. I'm now joined by Melanie Oxley from Pecan. So can you tell us a bit more about what Pecan is doing um, with regards to Hampshire Swifts? Yes, Claire, certainly. Um, we've had a wonderful opportunity. Um, a resident of Petersfield came to Pecan and asked if we would like to know that she had arranged to put up 24 swift boxes in her road in Petersfield and could we help publicise it? Well, of course, Pecan thought this is a fantastic opportunity to alert others in the town to what they can do so hence we are we're trying to promote the idea that people can get in touch with Hampshire Swifts to see if their house is suitable for having a Swift box or they can join their road and do it as a, as a sort of block application. So that's what we're hoping to see. We're hoping to see Swift streets in <laughs> Petersfield. And is this a first for Petersfield? It's, it's the first in Petersfield as far as I know at this scale. And the installation of those boxes is, I mean, it's a professional job. I'm afraid it's not something the individual can take on themselves. It must be done by qualified people from Hampshire Swifts. Um, Sometimes they have to be kind of customised to the roof, I believe. So this mass installation of 24 boxes is happening this Friday, the 28th of April, in Penns Road. That's right by the railway line, if people know it. And the reason that the lady who lived there that came forward said that she was so sad about the Swifts declining and she found out that some Swift homes had been blocked up inadvertently in a derelict building nearby. So this is what drove her to to get everyone on board in her road. So we really, really want to replicate that across Petersfield. That's great that so many people, so many residents of that street are interested in having a Swift box too. How exciting. It really is encouraging, yes. So this is something that Pekin is obviously getting right behind and wants to encourage everyone to be a part of. Yes, we created Engaging with Nature Recovery as our new strand of work. And if if you're not familiar with birdwatching, you cannot fail to know a Swift. And all you have to do in the summer is look up. So it's something for everybody. We just thought it was a perfect way to engage people with wildlife. And how is the Recovery with Nature project going? Um, it started off very well, yes. Um, I, gave, I gave a talk actually in Berriton a couple of weeks ago on, on gardening for, with wildlife in mind. We've really got to try and boost our biodiversity. It's so important because as it's been lost... In, in quite horrifying proportions in the countryside. I mean, we know this, of course, with swift 
um, populations falling by nearly half um, through lack of insect life. We have really got to increase the biodiversity and gardens are a perfect nature corridor. And when you look at a you know, Google map of Petersfield, you see just how much green space is gardens, is verges, is public open space. So we work with the councils as well. We're trying to get them to, when they mow, to cut and collect so that they're not leaving the grass cuttings on the ground to nutrify it too much and to encourage wildflowers in the summer, so hands-off mowing in the summer. Mm-hmm. So it's going quite well at the moment. Of course, there's an election next, so we will be asking those questions. And you've just told me there is another event happening coming up early in May that PCAN is involved in. Yes, we thought we would join with RSPB's um, Dawn Chorus Day, which is it's actually an international event, and apparently it's recorded across the world. world so you can hear 24 hours of Dawn Choruses. <laughs> so we're going to have one um, in Petersfield and, and meeting at the top of North Road in Petersfield to go on to the little new nature reserve of Merritt's Meadow. And we'll be sitting there quietly with our hot thermoses of hot drink and listening with Robin Hart, who's an expert bird identifier, to identify the the birds as they start to sing. And it's species after species. It's really interesting. I believe the blackbird is the first to sing at about 4.45am. I was going to ask you, what time does this start? (laughs) So we're meeting at half past four. Now, bearing in mind it's the night, we are asking people to park at Waitrose Car Park in the middle of town and walk up. It's free till late anyway, Um, rather than disturb the residents of North Road. Um, We will be providing tarpaulins and cushions Mm -hmm. and uh, we hope to get a good crowd who will sit quietly and wait for the symphony of song to begin. How lovely. If it's a beautiful morning, that could be quite a special event, couldn't it? Melanie, it's been lovely to talk to you and catch up about what Pecan is up to. Thank you very much for talking to us. Coming soon, we find out more about the Peatles Menshed and the Bicycle Buddies. But first, here's our latest What's On Guide from Shine Radio's events listings. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? The Cube at the Shed in Borden is holding a screening of Just Cool Cinema, Enter the Dragon, on Thursday the 27th of April. The film starts at 8pm and tickets are £12 each. There are a number of events taking place at the Phoenix and Arts Centre in Borden coming up, including Laker the Space Dog, theatre production on April the 29th, and When Do They Go Low on Sunday the 30th. To find out more about these events and more, go to the theatre's website. The production of She-Wolves comes to Beedales on Thursday the 4th of May from 7.30pm. Taking place in the school's theatre, tickets start at £13 and can be purchased from the Beedales events website. And also on May the 4th, the Cube Comedy Club at the Shed is back. This monthly comedy club sees three stand-up comedians take the stage from 8pm. If you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. Available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can listen to a new episode of Talking Books. This month, Susie and Tim talk to Candy Gawley about her Sunday Times Book of the Month, Wild Song. To listen to Talking Books and more, go to shineradio.uk, bringing you also a great mix of music and local information. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. We've started our little wander around the Earth Day here at Berriton, and we've walked along to the Petersfield's Men's Shed, and we've got Michael. Hello, Michael. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, thank you very much. How are you? Very well, thank you very much. Very well. So, what have we got on offer here today at the Men's Shed? I'll tell you. Well, we've only been open a few months, but already we've started making bird boxes and trugs and insect hotels. 
We're doing quite a bit of upcycling now as well. You see these goods here, they're made out of a, a disused fence and uh, various things that we've had donated, like the small bench there, the child's bench with the ducks on, uh, that was in a state and we've refurbished it and upcycled that. We're moving forward, we've only been open a few months, but the uh, woodworking shed is fully up and running. We've got lathes and machine tools and band saws, um, but also hand tools, and everybody's welcome to come along whenever they want to. We're, we're open from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. Monday to Friday. We have 67 members now, and uh, we're growing quite quickly. Um, members are slowly coming to us, um, but there's uh, a great atmosphere in there, and we'd like more members to start and use the facilities. We are uh, also uh, in the process of opening the metalworking shed. Uh, that should be up and running in a couple of months' time, along with the upcycling people. And then you'll see we've got a, a, a new bike shed workshop coming along as well. And that will be for members to come along and clean and tinker with their bikes just in a social atmosphere and enjoy being men in a men's shed. And who can join? Uh, anybody over the 18 years old. We've got younger members, we've got older members. I think our oldest member's 93. Um, the majority are probably uh, just retired. Uh, but it's a great atmosphere for people at a loose end that don't know what to do and it's a great way of interacting and it's good for mind and also good for comradeship. So please come along. Sounds like it started off uh, really well, Michael. Can, can women join as well? I know it's men's, they're called a men's shed, but can women join? In our constitution it says all welcome. Women can come along, but primarily it is a men's shed, I would say. But we're not discriminatory in any way. Brilliant. It's great to talk to you. Thanks so much for telling us more about it. OK. Thank you. We've now met up with Malcolm Muggeridge. Hi, Malcolm. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Now, you're here representing the Bicycle Buddies. I am today, yes, as well as Liss Men's Shed, but Bicycle Buddies primarily. And how are, the, how are the Bicycle Buddies going? Really well. We've got 129 members, I think, as of today. Uh, new, new person sign up most days. And uh, we, we're getting um, you know, out and about quite a lot. I suppose now the weather's ooh, hopefully yes. a bit nicer. <laughs> it's improving it's slightly. Bit, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, a bit more sort of cycling yeah. weather. So yes, how we do three or, four, three or four rides a week generally. That's a lot. Um, yeah, and, and numbers are about 8 to 15 on a ride. And do the distances vary for yes. people's abilities? Yeah, absolutely. 10 to 30 miles. Okay. Depending on interest and abilities. And how many people per group do you uh, need? Maximum 15 or 16. Um, so we would split that into two cycling groups. Typically, no more than eight people to a, a ride leader. And how experienced cyclist do you have to be? Uh, capable of riding. Catch me as up. in not <laughs> as in not falling off <laughs> and um, you're safe on the road uh, other than that nothing at all and do people have to have their own bikes or do you hire bikes out we as actually well? have a couple of loan bikes that we can offer um, as list mentioned we actually maintain bikes as well uh, so we can fix people up and sort them out with something i've got lots of bikes in the that i've got available for people to either buy at low cost or or to 
Borough One office. Oh, sounds great. How can people get hold of you if they're interested? Uh, online. You find us on Facebook or you could uh, look at our website, pbbuddies.org.uk. Brilliant. Malcolm, lovely to see you again. Thank nice you very much. You. Thanks, Malcolm. And so we come to the end of this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to our guests, Doug Jones, Michael, Malcolm, Catherine, Melanie, Susie Wilde, our editor, M. Sefton-Smith, and the Shine Radio team. So from Joff and I this week, bye! bye. Thursday, you can put your question to local politicians at a live Shine Radio event in Petersfield. We're not allowed to recycle much here in Petersfield. I think that should be improved. What are they doing about housing and climate change? I'm Claire Venice, and I'll be at the TPS studio on Thursday with candidates from the main parties. I'm concerned about intergenerational unfairness. I just hate the thoughts of the town centres disappearing. Tickets are free and available now at shineradio.uk where you can also submit your questions in advance and get more information. Potholes. (laughs) Join us live at the TPS studio on Thursday for Shine Radio's local election questions. I don't know what the answer is.